Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Let's go! This is the Chasing the Tide saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Everybody and welcome to the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here on Pal and Finn Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. With me tonight, we have Brian Nichols, Pushing Waters, Kayak Guide Service. Uh, so, man, stoked to have you on board tonight, man. What's going on? And not too much, man. Good to be here. Uh, right on, right on, man. So, yeah, what I normally do on the beginning of the show, you know, it's kind of repetitive now, I guess. But, uh, you know, what uh, what guy? fishing and then um you know at a young age did you start or, or what got you into it yeah I, i've been fishing since i was probably five years old dad taking me out catching you know brim and and largemouth bass um i grew up in chicago area so i did that for a long time kind of fishing around that area taking trips to minnesota and trips down to florida and then eventually i got to move down here and uh i've been kayak fishing in florida for about 15 years and guiding for about 10 years now all right oh man so yeah 15 years in a kayak so you were you were in there before the the big push we've had the last you know five to eight years you know back when it was uh not really fishing kayaks at first definitely before the boom yeah man that's crazy you've been in there that long what what do you see in in florida i know in texas we see crazy growth you know um it's just like you can't go anywhere even during the week without seeing people on the water or, or somebody dragging a trailer or in the back truck is it are you seeing that down in um south florida where you're at now oh for sure yeah I, I remember when i first started you wouldn't even see like a kayak on the road and now you go down the highway and it's, you see them all the time um yeah you know and then the, the offshore kind of fishing that we do a lot of um you know, when I first started going offshore, there's only a, a you know a handful of us doing it. And now it's like you know, everybody's going offshore. So it's definitely take, it's definitely taking off down here. Yeah, yeah, that's same over here. You know, uh, when we can get off shore around here, we like to you know 
some good summer doldrums every now and then, you know, got a pretty good uh, fishery for kingfish with some nearshore rigs and structure, um, yep. you know, cobia, cobia or ling, they call them, I called them cobia my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Uh, lim lemon fish, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we get snapper, you know, vertical jigging, but you know, stuff like that. So what's uh, your fishery in your area there where you're at around um, West Palm Beach and uh, the offshore? Um, what do y'all target down there? What, what, what you been on? Uh, offshore, you know, we we're lucky enough to be, you know, less than a mile to um, kind of like the shelf. So yeah. we're less than a mile to that 90 foot area. And that's kind of where we start getting into, you know, the blue water type species, you know, sailfish, kingfish, mahi, tuna, wahoo, um, snapper, grouper, wow. yeah, everything, you know, with all within a mile offshore. <clears throat> I mean, then besides the offshore, you know, we have a great inshore fishery as well, you know, with snook tarpon in that yes. same general area of, uh, you know, where your offshore fishing is. And then just, you know, an hour north of where I'm at, you know, you got your trout, your redfish, and uh, those type of fish as well. And then on top of that, we have a great well, freshwater yeah. exotic species. So, we even got <laughs> so it's, I, I, in my opinion, you know, and when I moved here, I didn't know this, but, you know, it's really the best place you could probably be to get as many species as you, you know, would, you could imagine. So it's probably the best place uh, in the U.S. at least. Totally agree. Yeah, being able to, to, to hit offshore and hit that, that ledge, you know, you know, 90 foot of water here, I got to go 20 miles offshore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, 15 to 20. Um, the Wahoo, man, that's insane. I want to say, I think uh, one of my buddies here that, that runs a trail, We they do a split series. They do a freshwater and saltwater, two two bass events and two saltwater inshore. Um, Eugene Mora, I think he he placed one year with a Wahoo over there at Pompano. Uh, yeah, the name sounds familiar. Um, I think I know him. Yeah, yeah, I think, think he had a. It was like fifty two or fifty three pounds. I don't think it was big as some close to seventy one year over there. I think it was John McCoyd. Yeah, there was that one. Yeah. There was one one tournament one year that there was like three giants caught so <laughs> yeah 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 so that's that's is that a rare thing over that, that way or pretty common to get get some some wahoo in that close um it's it's rare um to put it in perspective um i'm doing about 120 trips maybe offshore a year and the best year that we've had was six caught six. so yeah, it's it's definitely something to be selfish. Self selfish of plenty though, huh? Selfish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, get, we get plenty of plenty of selfish bites, <laughs> but then, then the hard part yeah. is getting it landed every time. So yeah, there's plenty of sales to go around. Yeah, that's cool. Be able to that smorgasbord of those different species because that's some great uh, table fare. <laughs> yeah, mahi and all that. Y'all do any uh, jigging or y'all get any uh, grouper species over? No, I wouldn't say you could target no. for here. You can you definitely snapper fish for muttons yeah. and yellowtails. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, we do jig, we do you know vertical jig. I I mean I've caught some yeah. grouper, you know, bounce on the bottom and whatnot, as well as cobia can do yeah. that certain times of the year. 
Um, but mainly if we're jigging, like for me, it's we're doing vertical jigging, um, speed jigging, more for tuna and things like that. Cool deal. Uh, um, trip, you got opportunity to, to some of them every now and then down there. Y'all still y'all get a little bit through there. I know. I think it's more towards Melbourne, Port Canaveral, a good influx down there too. But did you say triple tail? Yeah, triple tail. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we get those. Uh, we'll start targeting those in the spring, like end of February through yeah. April is when we do that. Yeah, we we get a pretty good push of them here um, in uh, mid coast area where I'm at, Matagorda Bay. Uh, the season the West Matagorda usually sees some. Uh, it, the better years were the years we had a, a lot more sargassum push in, you know, with a lot of juveniles in it, and, and yeah. uh, that that's more a, a deeper water base system, you know, ten to twelve foot. And it had some structure, some oil rigs and stuff like that in the bay itself, smaller uh, plastics. You know, we were lucky enough to be able to target some over here. That's a that's a strong fish right there. You know, they don't they don't have the runs of the like the big redfish, but the brute force of the fish, you know, just the when they turn sideways and dig, you know, they got some power. <laughs> Those are they're yeah. a cool fish. They're they're pretty ugly. Uh, man, they're they're uh pretty dang good to eat though <laughs> oh yeah 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 actually i uh you just had uh jason brooch on who's a good friend of mine and um yeah i was just talking to him the other day and he's doing some research and uh yes. we're gonna be capturing some triple tail for him to breed so it should be fun to do this here yeah I, I just i recorded with jason brooch um last week uh it'll be coming out um on the december which will be passed. <laughs> It'll come out before everybody sees this. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but we were talking. And he said he said he knew you. And uh, I was like, Yeah, I got I got Nelly lined up coming up, man. He's like, All right, yeah. And we had we had touched on that that uh, he's going to do on the triple tail, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's uh, not a lot of people know what that fish is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that's a uh, uh, pretty, you know, they start getting over 20 pounds, and man, them things they just get so thick and wide, and they just got so much power. Yeah, power every now and then. We'll, um, you'll, you'll see them on the flats and, and can and trick them with a soft plastic every now and then. You know, your mid 10, 12, 14 pound fish every now and then. Yeah, we'll be you know, we, two, three foot of water on the flats. Yeah, we actually target them inside in the rivers, so we're fishing. Oh, you know, cool, five, six foot of water. Oh, dang, yeah. cool. So what's your preferred, you know, you, your preference? Um, would you rather be offshore dragging for pelagics or would you, would you rather be chasing like inshore redfish, speckled trout, flounder, snook? You know, I, I, I really love both. Um, you know, it's, yeah. there's the excitement of catching a big fish and having that drag screaming off the reel. But yeah. I, I love being inshore and catching a 30-inch sea trout. So, you know, it's like I'd, I can't choose one, you know, if I, especially like if I'm doing, if I got two weeks straight of offshore trips, I'm, you know, itching to go inshore because, it's, <laughs> it's you know, yeah. it's tough. you don't want to do the same thing all the time. Right. Well, with all of it, you got a plethora of everything right there. Just like you said earlier, y'all, the, I know it's not saltwater, but y'all have the exotics. You have the, the, the crazy cichlids, the clown knife fish and the peacock bass and the canals. Yep. Uh, in South, you know, Maybe even further. It might be north of that. I I don't know what their range is, but um, those are pretty cool. Pretty cool to be able to take take 
take those two. And then, uh, man, who wouldn't love to catch snook? Also, we we've seen a a slow migration of some some snook coming up to to our area. We I've caught two I caught two last year um, targeting some some deep structure in some harbors, some boat harbors up in my area, but nothing really big. I know there's some big ones around. Just got to get them, get them to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the that live bait form. It makes it kind of tough, you know, throwing yeah. all the artificial. I've been throwing some pretty big, you know, bass size swim, seven inch swim baits. Find some decent colors I like and kind of dip them a little bit. And, and uh, I, I caught some good trout. I caught a 26 average trout on one about two weeks ago. Um, you know, a little pumpkin seed with a lime tail. I actually, it was MC swim baits. They make, you know, five and seven big bass swim baits, you know, big 10 right. alt hook and everything. I slow, slow roll it along a, a ledge when this water gets cool over here, you know, after a, a couple front. Um, man, there's, it's like you said, there's nothing like a, a big trophy speckled trout, man. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm all about that right now. <laughs> I'm, today and i'm fishing tomorrow i'm that's what i'm chasing <laughs> right that's my that's my that's my vice right now um little bass tournaments little you know stuff coming up here and there little uh, benefit tournaments for the holidays and stuff toy drives and stuff like that we got up and then everything will be kicking off again in january pretty busy plate um you you fish some bass tournaments too yeah that uh, tournament of titans with the one on uh, gunnersville yeah i did i did and uh you know it's fun it's definitely a, a change in learning experience which i enjoy um uh, i i got a uh, probably i got three of the hobie bass open tournaments on the schedule for next year and uh probably a few other ones mixed in there we, but, uh, i enjoy doing that yeah you gonna fish Seminole? yeah then, most likely yeah I, i'll <laughs> see you there my uh one of the guys i work with over here when he retired he moved back to bainbridge that's where his dad lives right on the lake on spring creek so uh, i'm hoping to have a, some little information <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he, he he was a saltwater guy over here he's the one that was always doing triple tail trips over here and he, he's a damn fine fisherman uh captain Dwayne newburn um and uh, he taught me a lot too you know over here in this inshore fishery you know a lot of our, our you know river influx systems into the bay and stuff you know how, how the trout move in there in the winter time you know some of the deeper holes and all that when that water cool yeah was off told me a lot about it you know so it's i'm excited to get over there and fish that one uh that lake has a lot of grass and that's that's what i like a lot of grass <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see how that does so yeah i'm gonna um saltwater tournaments you got a uh, you looking forward to any of those coming up this year i know there's um you know Series. There's also that that deal out in the bear, the goat. Have you seen that stuff yeah. popping up for the goat tournament? That that seems like that's going to be pretty cool too. That's an aggregate. <laughs> yep, that's uh, one of my friends. Derek's running that. It should be a good tournament. Also, my uh, main sponsor, Fish Village. They're uh, putting a lot up for that tournament as well. So there should be definitely some good prizes coming from them as well as uh, you know other sponsors. I unfortunately will not make that one. I have uh, prior commitments, but uh, I'm definitely upset about that, and I hope to be there the next year. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to make that one. There's a group of us trying to make that one, I believe. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I got, I'll be doing the extremes, of course, um, down here, and uh, a couple yeah. of days as well for saltwater wise. Are you, are you heading up to North for the Challenge Championship Series this no, Thursday and Friday and Saturday? The KBF this weekend. Challenge? Yes, Friday and Saturdays. Friday's the Open. Saturday's the Championship. I yep. planned on it, but actually, I'm getting married this weekend. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, uh, I have planned on it too, but um, <laughs> it's December and I have no vacation time left. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting right there with Broach, right there. I'm bummed to not make it. I know that area, so <laughs> uh, I like that area over there around Palm Coast, uh, Flagler, St. Augustine. Good stuff over there. Pretty bummed. I, th- I think there's one guy from Texas, Roy Ramirez. I think he's going to make it over. Um, have to get him on and see what the experience was like over on the road today so safe travels brother <laughs> yeah. uh, wish i was there wish i was heading that way i know jason's going down to fish and broach is going yeah uh i wish all them guys best of luck and find some find some fish uh see what happens see see how it comes down you know if you get another another uh another cold front in or cold front or two you know that push them up in them creeks deeper yeah. feeder creeks and stuff that place i, I like that there's there's a lot of, a lot of, lot of water. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah. So, um, your favorite offshore species? I'm gonna throw it there to you. Um, uh, what's your favorite fish offshore? What do you prefer mainly? I mean, I, I like catching mahi. They're fun. Yeah. They jump, give you a good show. Corvidic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like fishing for you know we have blackfin tuna down here, and I like fishing yeah, because yeah. you're you're actually fishing. You're not just trolling a bait, so it's uh it's definitely more exciting when you're working a jig and you get slammed. So. Oh yeah, that is cool. Get them uh, on poppers. Get them on top water every now and then when they're blowing up bait, or, or are they more you target no. more of a. I have yet to get one on a popper. I wanted to get one last year, and I tried for a few days. And we only have a small window where they're really, you know, coming in thick, and you can get them on poppers. And uh, didn't make it happen, but I'll probably do it this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, man. There's nothing like them tuna when they come and launch and, and bust that and pop poppers like a kingfish. You know, they they <laughs> flying chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ripping through the air, you know, eight foot out of the water. So yeah, tournament wise, man, you uh, you've got some pretty big accomplishments on there. I noticed on some of your your website for your guide service there. Uh, you threw down at some of them Bahama events, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I'd, uh, I went back to back on the first two years. That was. Uh, definitely uh, a good experience um you know it was awesome to win the first one and and then to come back and do it again the year after it was definitely something special for me actually yeah, that's cool. i think i cried Double a little like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah so um how, how how was your experience over there in the bahamas i know one year y'all had a win <laughs> a lot of swell <laughs> yeah, the first two years were the weather wasn't an issue, and I didn't go the third year. And then the last year they had it, it was really bad. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. <laughs> I imagine. 
uh, imagine what was the uh, species over there? Was there a, a like a Calcutta on certain fish for to weigh in certain fish, or or it was a uh, you know bag you bring in, or it's just certain fish you had to. No, yeah, I mean it's the same thing, you know, best five fish, uh, yeah, kingfish, mahi, wahoo, grouper, caught snapper, um, some cereal mackerel. Yeah, tuna as well. I mean, it's the same stuff. That same stuff, cover. right? Yeah. Cool deal. Seemed like a pretty cool, cool tournament. How how were the kayaks transported over there? Were they by a uh, a big ferry? You put them underneath the a ferry. ferry. Yeah. It's oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Oh, right on, right on. I know anybody out there be like, well, wow, the kayaks they it it's baggage on the airplane, huh? No, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that sounds good. And, and you just um, got back from China, also. And how many years have you been going over for that? What what tournament was that? And how many years have you been going? Uh, I think this is my fifth year. Um, it's, they call it the China Open. It's kind of it's put on by the Chinese government. They basically they have like a tournament series throughout the year for the Chinese anglers and they put up their best like 40 or 50 anglers against uh, a bunch of international competitors that are invited to go. And then the open event is kind of just see who, who's the best. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like the Hobie worlds, but a different, you know, it's not, not the same thing, but um, it's uh, definitely a fun event. It's um, I like it. I, I love going over there. I love the Chinese culture and, everything over there so it's, it's always a good time it took it looked like y'all had a nice place set up and everything else what um what was the target species over there what is that a freshwater fish yeah, yeah. Coast yeah. Or? the yeah. two main fish are called cutler there's a red tail cutler and a top mouth cutler mm -hmm. and as well as a chinese perch but there's really those aren't really caught as much, but the, the red tails and the top moth are, are definitely the main two. And they kind of look like, uh, you know, some people say miniature snook, or I compare them to sometimes like a ladyfish, something like ladyfish. that. Ladyfish. Yeah. And that's on um, what kind of bait were they target, target those with? It's know? all artificial. It's lures. all artificial. Yeah, light tackle. You know, Real light tackle, kind of like a, the brim would be. Yeah, exactly. Sea brim, something like that. Tag. Little, yeah, small crank baits and small grubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, pretty neat experience to get over there and experience the culture, different fishery. Um, is that is that one of the only other countries you've been to? Uh, uh, for tournaments besides tur the Bahamas and China, anywhere else? Tournament wise, yeah, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's, uh, you know, say somebody just getting started, um, go out and, and learn some offshore tax and everything. I know you have a, you have a guide service at Pushing Water. Um, what would you, good idea for somebody to, to go ahead and book with a guide service, um, you know, to, to, to help that learning curve and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, I, I that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want interest. I, I, I think the, the quickest way to, if you wanted to learn quick, is definitely book a guide. 
Um, I mean, and, but nowadays also there's plenty of information on YouTube, on Facebook yeah. groups and like, it's almost, you know, it's almost crazy like to think like how easy it is to learn things now compared to when I first started. Like, it was right, like, right. like get, get on the like water and figure it out. So information <laughs> overload, information overload. That's what yeah. YouTube is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if you want to look it up, it's there. You know, it's it's there's so much stuff out there. Uh, and on there, there's a lot of people that do it the right way, but then there's a lot of stuff that you probably yeah. shouldn't follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, led you to to start guiding, um, starting the guide service. Uh, I mean, when I was kind of started to like you know posting stuff on social media and whatnot and doing well in tournaments um you know people started asking me to take them out and you know at the time i didn't really think anything of it but uh uh eventually i started doing it and uh, you know after years of you know just doing it part-time i kind of decided to go ahead and take the jump and i went full-time and uh just haven't looked back i mean every year has been better than the year before, so I can't complain. Hey, how how, how many others are in the area down there? Is there is there quite a few kayak um, uh, outfitters down there, or? Uh, no, there's like me and one other ones that are kind of like the only full timers. Um, oh, cool. There's a couple other guys that try to do, you know, stuff on on the side, but um, yeah, it's not uh, it, so I mean, full time. Still, that's that's your. That's your full-time gig then. No no yep. other job. That's just straight kayak guide. Yep, kayak. That's gu cool. Guiding and tournaments. <laughs> guiding and tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be that'd be pretty cool. I know I got uh I've been in the game near as long, you know. I didn't first fish my first bass tournament until January of last year. Yeah. Like even though it was a thing, I had been six seven years in a kayak saltwater inshore and it just never even thought to go to all the lakes we have around me which within two hours i have you know six great lake i mean awesome lakes also and and the majority of them are power plant lakes so we can fish them year round you know right. they're, they're prime yeah there's, there's they're going off you know the water's in the upper 60s and fish stay active and you know they got a high metabolism for they eat all the time yeah <laughs> so pretty easy to catch most of the time unless they throw a wrench at you sometimes they do though but yeah I, you know with the saltwater and the bass trails you know it's just like holy cow you know you're looking at a schedule and you're trying to figure out all the stuff out you know the ifa comes to texas a couple times um, you know we got three redfish trails for kayaks that are active and have three or four tournaments a year um yep. we have <clears throat> bass trails is insane uh east texas north texas dallas fort worth uh southeast texas <laughs> cats central texas west texas kayak anglers you name it there there's yeah. tournaments every every weekend if you if you want to jump on it but you know i, I really enjoy the saltwater ones because i like um i mean i like the redfish trails don't get me wrong two redfish you got to keep them alive we gotta have live weigh-ins over here where you bring them in <laughs> gotta have a live wheel rigged up on your vehicle i mean it's a hassle but you know you get an extra quarter pound of fish most of the time a bonus 
So, ah, man, I like I like the ones that have been having a couple with a CPR with uh, two trout and one red, which makes you have to have to find, find fish. I think it evens it out a little more because, man, yeah. red redfish over here are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to put two on the board too, you know, it def- definitely ups the game there. Um, makes you put in some work. Yeah. <laughs> so you chasing uh chasing the trout though too. When you get a chance, you get a uh, chasing trophy size ones over there. Uh, not as much anymore. Um. You know, we've experienced a lot of fishery changes over the years. Um, our fisheries kind of starting to come back, but I, I don't know if you've, you know, heard like last year on the news and stuff with all the Lake Okeechobee discharges and the issues yeah. we had with algae and things. Yeah, and, algae bloom and red tide yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, our ecosystem kind of took a bad hit the last few years. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not we don't have the inshore fishery like we used to. Especially up in that, you know, Stewart and Fort Pierce area, but it's definitely coming back. You know, I've been up there a couple times the last month, and uh, right. it's looking good. So hopefully, we can get a regrowth of, you know, the grass and whatnot, so, so we can start seeing the the bigger trout come back in here. Traps push, push them in. Yeah, I, I know some of the the Gulf side on, you know, Naples or Panhandle down there. I know they actually just, you can't even keep trout anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some of those areas over there. I know we were um, south of Clearwater, Tampa area, um, place. I cannot think of the name of the place that saved my life right now. <laughs> but I, I fished. I caught a couple couple fish in the surf, you know, a couple of nice little trout, you know, 18, 20 inches. They weren't too bad, you know, throwing yeah. a mirror dime. And um and everybody was like, man, and they're it's like bad for them right now. And I was like, I caught two <laughs> in the yeah. morning. You know, I, I he said, man, I don't know the last time anybody heard they caught oh well I, I caught a couple. <laughs> but yeah, I know it uh that runoff and the stuff from, from Okeechobee's been been taking a toll on some of y'all definitely on some of the grass and some of the that watershed down there where where it empties into the the Atlantic and on the the Gulf side, you know. Hey, fisheries has got a handle on it, and hopefully y'all be getting back to normal over there. Because I know, man, out man, I, I they're on my brain. <laughs> yeah. If it's time to catch them, you know, I'm just it's the easy access for me for that stuff is you know I, can, I get off work and i can be launched i can launch in five minutes after i leave my my work site so i get off work in the mornings when i'm on graveyards and just hit it you know yeah <laughs> oh it's, it's pretty cool to have all that redfish and trout right there you know for me um yeah I, I, that top the top water blow ups on from trout are just in uh when you start getting them the fish over you know 22 23 inches yeah some of some of the heats this is like man i wish i would have had like a, a full-on close-up <laughs> just all the water droplets just exploding and just, right the sound of make sometimes fish oh big red fish should give a run for the money sometimes too but man i've had had you know trout look like you throw a cinder cinder block in the water oh, just yeah. just annihilate your top water walking bait you know it's just stupid <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> so I'll be hope y'all get y'all's uh, fishery back and check over there. That way you'll be able to go chase him again. So they'll be moving back in. Yeah. Um, and uh, so as far as your what is the what's the biggest fish you've per- put somebody on? What what's the most craziest cat that you've had in one of your charters? Oh, I don't know. Biggest fish is always going to be a shark or sailfish. Sharks, yeah, yeah, yeah. or sailfish. Uh, one of the coolest things is uh, I had a shark charter, and we had a uh, we had a, a tiger shark come up in the in the chum slick, and uh, we fought that for like an hour and a half before we pulled the hook. But that was just cool. Wow. Cause I've never seen a tiger over here, so that was cool to see. And they just to- towed him around for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, old slave but, ride. Yeah, I mean. It's, <laughs> I don't, I mean, for me, craziness is, uh, you know, we try to avoid absolute craziness. We want, obviously, to have some excitement and fun, but, you know, we, we get, yeah. you know, the, the sales jumping and everything like that. We get some yeah. things happen, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's controlled chaos. <laughs> controlled chaos is always fun. Always. The, um, yeah, the ma- mahi, that, that, that would, that'd be one of my favorites to get in on a kayak. Yeah. I haven't had it, the privilege of catching one yet off a kayak. I have one for boats plenty of times. But, um, man, if you could just get in some chicken dolphin, you know, them little small, you know, three, four pounders or whatever. We always have some 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 of our rods. We target our trout, medium, medium action, extra, you know, little topwaters, little spook juniors. And we were catching them on spook juniors one day and just having a blast. You oh. know, we got some on a week day when we went out snapper fishing and stuff and uh it, it's pretty fun when you can catch them on that that light tackle and they just dancing all over the place you know i, I can't imagine <laughs> catching one out of a kayak i think it's really cool yeah yeah everything's better in plastic boat <laughs> Do y'all have um y'all have, uh boats over there that, that that run around with bait that you can buy off on the water is there some of that going on over there uh yeah there's uh you know i have somebody set up for me in my service to do that um, oh sweet yeah that, that keeps you from having to go cast net bait and <laughs> yeah I mean, rig some stuff up yeah certain times of the year we can cast out, um, use mullet and stuff but um you know for our, our offshore fishing we're using goggle eyes most of the time which is uh Goggleized, yeah yeah it's gonna it takes some effort to catch and it's yeah. a lot easier and quicker to just buy it and go. So, yeah. So what what kayaks are you currently? Um, you fish. What are you fishing out of right yeah, now? Yeah, we 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 run uh, a fleet of Hobie Outbacks. Hobie Outbacks, cool deal. Yep. Right on, man. Man, that's a. Yeah, I would love to catch some mahi on the water. Yeah. I don't know if we get them in close enough sometimes. I, I know um, I had Chris Castro on um, on my first, first done a few weeks back, and I know he had the experience of catching a sailfish here in Texas um, in probably 38 foot of water. Yeah, yeah. Probably not, not, even, not even two miles off, 87 inch sailfish. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, definitely unique for you guys over there. That was, yeah. I saw, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next level fishing TV. Well, Chris, he he he's been on some trout too. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping 
hoping to get down to this area and start start chasing some some of those um, with him down there a little further south. Um, I'm on I'm on the middle middle Texas coast, so it's a good time. So what uh we'll get on with this thing right here. Um, that's what I was trying to get in on your on your charter. You know the the biggest fish or or whatever the craziest the sharks and all that. But what, what's your uh, as you as an as a kayak angler, um, what been your best experience on the water um, tournament or fishing with friends or or anything? Uh, yeah, some uh, of your you can throw out there. Sure. I mean, again, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I like to compete. Yeah. So when I uh, when I did that Bahamas tournament back to back, that was definitely something special for me. And like I said, I. It was kind of emotional to do it because, you know, win once the first year is like, you know, I could say it's luck and whatever. Um, but to come back and reap the next year is, you know, it, it was something that would be that's the highlight of my career tournament wise right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then like, you know, day to day, you know, guiding wise, I, I enjoy every day I can put someone on their first sailfish or their first fish in general. You know, it's um, I've caught plenty of sailfish and that excitement for me is, you know, not there as much, but when I see someone get totally excited out of their mind over catching that fish, it's yeah. it gets excited again. So oh, I yeah. worry about what I do, you know, seeing these other people catching their first fish and uh, getting super excited about it. So that's, what's fun. Man, right on. Yeah. I'll, that's, you know, that's what's so crazy about guiding. You know, you could have somebody that had, had, never been on in the salt water before you know and just to think that they're going to go and be able to catch a sailfish just in <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah everybody out there listening y'all get if y'all make it to florida y'all get in touch with brian nelly there just look up push out god type it in on that google search and it'll pop right up <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you can put you on some fish I've had so many people that's their first time fishing. It's their first time ever in a kayak. I mean, a couple two years ago, I had a guy who'd never been in a kayak, never fished before, and caught a forty-one pound wahoo. And like, they, and he doesn't even realize what just happened to him. You know, it's like you got to yeah. explain to him like that's something special. So that's something special. You never know what you're gonna get. There's something special about that initial run from a wahoo. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know for sure. It's even faster than a sailfish. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It burns. It screams. It's screaming. Yeah, we we got on some in Nicaragua. I would go down to Central America on surf trips, Pacific side, and uh, you know, lucky, lucky enough down there and catch wahoo down there. But man, I, I'd love to get on on some of them trips over there with the some of the locations over there and Panama that's <laughs> insane over there for that. Um, you know rooster fish that's one of my bucket list fishes right there I still haven't caught one my friend beside me and then I didn't get one <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I definitely want to get on one of those and man hope maybe one day I'll make it over to um, on your side down there and you don't want them trips. I love, I would love to catch a sailfish on a kayak. That that definitely be the top. You know, for sure. And what what size range are they over there? Um, and that's the Atlantic sails, y'all. Are... 
They're yeah. all under, you know, yeah. 50, 60 pounds, 70 pounds. Yeah, they're, I'd say they're at 60 pound average. Yeah. I, I, I don't know lengthwise for sure, but um, they're all, yeah. they're not, yeah. you know, the Gulf, Gulf Coast kind of seems to get some smaller size ones. We generally yeah. don't really see the smaller ones. I don't know if it's their breeding habits over that way and whatnot, but, you know, we're generally getting into that 50, 60 pounders. Man, and so for everybody out there that, that, that maybe hasn't experienced that and um, that type of uh, fishing, you, you're trolling um, for those selfish with, with live bait, correct? Yeah, that's generally what we do, um, slow trolling live baits. And like I said earlier, the goggle eyes or, or uh, mainly live bait, correct? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, if you if you really want a sail or um, a, a wahoo, you're gonna want to have live bait. Wow. You can catch kingfish, mahi, tuna, and things like that on artificials. But if you want a sail or wahoo, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna want live bait. Yeah, because we're not, you know, we don't have a, a a prop trail, prop wash. We don't yeah. have a measures out making racket at, at you know six, seven knots. We can't do that in a kayak, so it's better. It's it's better to have live bait. You know, they there there are certain that make some decent looking running baits. Um, I know Halco's got some pretty good looking stuff. Um, uh, Overcast Lures got some good looking stuff. Uh, they kind of excel behind a kayak uh, for trolling. You know, artificial. But yeah, I guess the the live bait will probably be key to to drawing those those wahoo sailfish. Man, um, cool deal. Definitely increasing. Uh, Increase your odds. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, cool deal, man. Well, we're going to – we just blew right through those, man. <laughs> uh, uh, the questions here, we just kind of went with it, man. Went on a roll. So, with that, um, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, um, and anybody we're going to close with, uh, you know, any sponsors uh, you want to give a shout out to uh, anybody you appreciate. No, um, here's your chance. You got to stay. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I can't do a lot of things I do without, you know, sponsor help. So, um, you know, Fish Village, which is a, a travel um, agent, fishing travel agent, they have a, you know, they they target really the kayak fishing side of things, but they also do boat fishing and other things like that. Um, you know, frog talks, keep me, uh, fall weather gear in line and, uh, Ram mounts. And also my, um, my local dealer, Hobie dealer, South river outfitters help me out with everything I need when I break stuff, which I tend to do a lot. <laughs> but, uh, those guys are, those, those guys help me out a lot. And that's, uh, I can't do what I, what I do every day without them. So, Appreciate them. Once again, your your guide service. Tell everybody, give everybody yep. a little shout out on that. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Pretty much everything is pushing without the G. Pushing water kayak charters. And uh, again, uh, find me on pretty much every social media. Yeah, across all, all social media platforms. Pushing water. There you go. Well, dude, man, it is a pleasure having you on. Um, it looks like we're going to run, run into next year at a few tournaments, hopefully, uh, yeah. on the bad bass side of things, get these salt boys into on them green fish. 
Yeah. Still pretty, you know, I, I got salt water run through my veins, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, once again, hey, Brian, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and hope to see y'all later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch us next time on Chasing the Tide, Saltwater Segment, Power Fin Network. Dustin out. See ya. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of Transformational Impact Abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.